Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Say La Me. How are you doing? I hope you're doing really well. I'm going to update y'all all about this past weekend, which was Easter. It's great, but I'm going to update you after I tell you this. I am going to be having a merch sale every week in April. Yeah, every week in April. Very exciting. Um, I'll tell you the dates in the April podcasts and whatever and let y'all know beforehand. But for this week, the sale is going to be April 7th through the 8th. So that is today. When you're listening, it's Wednesday. Um, so the 7th through the 8th, everything is 35% off. T-shirts are $13. Um, so yeah, if you want to go ahead and get some merch, you can. Or you can wait till next week or next week or next week. So anyway... Lots of sales happening, lots of opportunities to get your merch, but yeah, very exciting. But anyway, on to my week. How was my week? My week was great. I am so excited. Um, I'm still like on a high, but yeah, last week was Easter, was Holy Week, and then we had Easter yesterday because it's Monday right now. Um, and that was just super fun. I remember telling y'all that I was doing a, I was going to be baking some cupcakes. And if y'all want to see those cupcakes, go to my website and then go to my blog page because they're up. I link the recipe. They're lemon blackberry cupcakes. They're absolutely gorgeous cupcakes. And I link the recipe if y'all want to make them. Um, and you can make them while you're listening to a Sail on Me episode if you want the entire experience. But yeah, I did, I posted a blog post with that and the recipe. And so that was super fun. I was extremely excited to bake again because y'all know me. I love my baking and I miss it on keto. And believe me, we were not on keto this weekend. <laughs> and so Easter was great. So basically what we did on Easter day was we just kind of relaxed by the pool and it was super great weather. It was warm, but it wasn't like ridiculously hot where you're like just sitting out there and sweating. Um, but it also wasn't super chilly. Um, the water though in the pool was chilly and that was just not going to fix itself and that's fine. Um, but as far as just sitting out there and just having fun and just relaxing, oh my gosh, it was so much fun and I totally enjoyed it. I enjoyed it so much that I got some sunburn. So yeah, I was trying to put on my makeup this morning and like I had like a red nose and I had to get a top that like wasn't like a v-neck or something so that it didn't expose all the sunburn that I gotten. And so yeah, I was... I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Easter was amazing. And we have leftovers from the great brunch we had that we're having tonight for dinner. Um, and yeah, it was just a really wonderful weekend. I felt like I needed the break and I needed the rejuvenation and just the celebration, the happiness that it brought. So very, very exciting. Also, this week is exciting for a couple reasons. Um, one of them is I am getting a certain opportunity that I'm excited to hopefully talk about if I end up getting that opportunity. I don't know, but we'll see. And nothing related to the podcast, just my personal life. Um, so we'll see about that. And then also I have student break on Thursday. So I'm extremely excited about that. Hopefully I'll get all my school done, you know, Thursday or no, not Thursday. I'm not gonna be doing school on Thursday because it's break. Um, but hopefully I get all my school done. Uh, tomorrow and then Wednesday when you're listening to this episode. Um, I'll be working hard on school and yeah, I really hope that I can get that stuff done. 
Also, I don't know what our plans are necessarily for, I think, weather depending on what our plans are for student break, but I will make sure to let y'all know how that went um, in my next episode. Now, speaking of my next episode, my next episode is all about Fearless Taylor's version because she's releasing that on Friday, and I am so excited. Y'all can probably tell that I'm smiling right now. I am so proud and so excited um, to be doing that episode and to be listening to Taylor's version of Fearless, um, rightfully so. And that episode is going to be extremely long, and I, it's just going to be, and that's okay. So, um, yeah, I'm very, very excited about, for that. I will be going in-depth on all the tracks. I will be talking about my, my opinions. I will be talking about my um, expectations going into it, and then what I got out of it, and everything, so I'm extremely excited about that, so that is all the updates I have for you guys, uh, this episode is finally the story time episode, I know, I finally, like, done it, so, uh, thank you to everyone, and I mean everyone, because there were a lot of people who sent me stories, um, I can't tell all of them, especially since the next episode is going to be so extremely long, so I am definitely, um, had to cut some of them, so I'm, I really apologize for that, but at the same time, I've got some really interesting stories, so I'm extremely excited about that, and just hang tight. I will have another story time episode coming up. I don't have it planned, but I know I will because I just love story time episodes, so anyway, all that to say, let's go ahead and get in, into it. Okay, so this first story is really cute, starting off with a cute one. So this one says, First kiss with future wifey. I drove her back to her place and sat outside her house, where we proceeded to talk for about 10 minutes. Eventually, I leaned in for a kiss, but didn't realize I left my car in drive. Needless to say, we drifted up on an empty street for a full minute before realizing we weren't in front of her house anymore. Thankfully, we didn't hit anyone or anything, and yes, the kiss was that good. Ha <laughs> ha. That makes me laugh. So. I, like, I got this one, and I was just like, this is so cute, and, like, seriously, future husband of mine, take notes, because, um, yes, please, that would be adorable, um, but, yeah, it was just super cute, it's, it's something that you think you would see in a movie or something, and it would be su- super cute, I love my rom-coms and all that, so, um, it's just adorable, especially since they ended up getting married later on, uh, it would be sad if it was, like, an ex-girlfriend, and it's, like, this really cute moment with the wrong guy, the wrong girl. Ugh, sad. All right, this one is the one that I was saying, it's not love, it's not love. Y'all will understand. I'm not even going to read the title. It's a very long one, so listen up, but it will hopefully be engaging because I was super engaged and like kind of like, what the heck, when I was reading this, so just stay tuned. (laughs) All right, so it says, okay, so I guess I'll start back when I was 15 and in ninth grade, I believe. I met a boy named Robert. At the time, he was 17, but also in ninth grade. He had a late birthday and had been held back, whereas I have an early birthday and hadn't been held back. I should also say that I have been extremely self-conscious. I have always been extremely self-conscious. I went to an elementary school that was all white, except for one black girl. Yes, there was just one, and she was sent to alternative school for her behavior in fourth grade. I was a heavier kid always, therefore I was made fun of for being fat, having buck teeth, curly hair, you name it. So I went to junior high and all of a sudden there was a melting pot of ethnicities and I loved it. I learned very quickly that I wasn't undesirable to all men, that Hispanic and African American dudes actually found having some extra cushion, in quotes, quite attractive. So needless to say, when an attractive Hispanic boy showed interest in me, I jumped at the chance to have a boyfriend. Entered Robert. 
Robert was from Mexico. He lived with his mom. He didn't speak English and definitely did not like me for the entirety of our four-year relationship. That's sad. That was me saying that's sad, not the story. <laughs> um, at the beginning of our relationship, Robert started doing small things that should have been red flags to me. Had I been paying attention or been a little more confident, I probably would have known to stand up for myself. He would tell me he didn't like when I wore jeans and a t-shirt. He always wanted me to dress up, not dress like a tomboy. He wanted me to wear lipstick. He was extremely jealous. However, I could never express feeling the same way. Or if I did, it would be dismissed very quickly. This eventually led to other controlling, manipulative, and abusive behaviors. Again, I loved him too much to leave him or even think about it. Looking back, I think my love was more of a fear of being alone. I also think he knew that, as many abusers do, and preyed on someone weak enough to have enough to take advantage of. So through the years, there were plenty of reasons I could have and should have left, but again, never did until I was 18. I don't quite remember what it was that made me leave in that particular moment, but I'd been wanting to for a while because he'd made it very clear that once I was 18, we'd get married and he'd be able to apply for citizenship. So I left. I moved my stuff out and went to go live with my dad. We kept in touch. We had a lot of the same friends and thus saw each other at parties and other get-togethers. Eventually, it wore on me and I'd want to get back together, but then stop myself and make up some lie or whatever to make him stop pursuing me. Wow, that sounds that sounds really hard. That's like It's hard to be in close contact with someone you just really want to like cut out of your life. Sad. Um, again, me saying sad. <laughs> One of these times, I told him, I'm dating someone else. You have to stop trying to get back together with me. This was on Valentine's Day, so I think it hit a little harder than usual. Later on that week, later on that week, my dad's house was broken into. My room was trashed. The rest of the home looked relatively untouched except for a missing desktop monitor. He, wow, he took the whole monitor. Okay. Naturally, we called the police. They fingerprinted the pictures that were ripped off the wall and lo and behold, the prince smashed Robert, who apparently had been arrested before for failure to pay a traffic ticket or something. My dad wanted to press charges, but I couldn't fathom doing so as I, quote, still loved him. I literally told my dad, if you press charges on him, I will never speak to you again. My dad didn't follow through, and eventually Robert and I lost touch. I knew he was still being abusive to new girlfriends, and that he'd gotten progressively worse with them than he had been with me. He'd even put one of them in the hospital for kicking her or something. That's horrible, and also, this whole thing is so sad. It's it's just so, like, ugh, it's horrible. It's really, really sad, because it doesn't matter how... I don't know, people you are with for a long time, I feel like sometimes people think that they'll be losing time uh, if they admit that this person is what they are. And so they keep trying to trick themselves into saying like they're not what they are because they don't want to lose all that time they spent with them. Anyway, I'm totally interrupting the story. Let's continue. Flash forward to when I was 21. I had my daughter and was planning to get married. When I was planning the wedding, I reached out to Robert for DJ recommendations, as he had been a DJ in the past. We ended up talking for hours. I had butterflies all over again. I actually ended up leaving my daughter's dad after this because I couldn't fathom marrying him after being able to feel the way I did about anyone besides him. I moved back with my dad and started seeing Robert again. We'd spent the night together one night, and when I woke up the next morning, as I'm stretching, I feel a hair clip in his bed. Definitely not mine, as my hair was super short. Super short, sorry. I confronted him about it and told him I was done. I'm not cool with cheating, nor am I up for being a part of him doing that to someone else. This was the end. Okay, that, good for her for, first of all, for leaving him, just period. He's not not a good dude. But um, 
Also, the part where it says, nor am I up for being a part of him doing that to someone else. Um, That's really good because sometimes you're just, you. I don't know, people, I've seen people try and trick themselves into thinking, oh, you know, I'm the only one when they know they're not and they know that they're, you don't know who he was with first. <laughs> so you could be the other girl or someone else could be the other girl. I don't know. It's just, it's good to just be like, no, this isn't right. Hey y'all, it's sponsor time. Today's episode is presented by The Skin Store. For over 20 years, The Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, hair care, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, The Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetic supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, New Face, Olaplex, and more all in one place with gifts with every purchase. Right now, The Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off of your next purchase by using the code POD. That's code P-O-D for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com slash pod.list. Skinstore, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusion supply and everything will be linked down below in the show notes. Okay, so the story goes on. Um, maybe a year later, my stepsister tagged me in an article on Facebook stating that Robert was wanted for murder. Imagine my shock. Immediately, I had all the people that you should have as friends on Facebook but never actually talked to you, reaching out to me to get up all the gossip about what had happened. Here's what I found out. Robert had been abusing his wife slash mother of his child. She finally decided to leave. She brought some friends with her to go help her get her stuff. Robert had agreed not to be there, but he was. The friends, knowing that what he'd done to her before, called the police to try and get him out, but they wouldn't because both names were on the lease and he hadn't done anything illegal that night. The babysitter they used for their daughter lived in the same complex, so despite having moved her stuff out the night before, she still returned to the complex the next morning to drop her daughter off with the babysitter. When she walked back to her car, Robert was waiting for her and proceeded to stab her lots of times. I don't know. Saying the number out loud is just freaky. I'm not going to. While this was going on, the babysitter's husband was walking his daughter to school and stepped in to help her. He also ended up getting stabbed in front of his daughter. Horrific. They were both transported to the hospital where his ex would recover and the innocent bystander who most likely saved her life passed away. He ended up having a stroke because of his injuries. Martin Robinson was his name. He was a true hero. To this day, I think about his family often and the pain and turmoil they must have been in. I hope his daughter grows up and knows how heroic her father truly was and doesn't cling to the obviously traumatic scene she witnessed that day. So Robert was on the run. I reached out to him via Facebook Messenger and surprisingly got answers. Oh my gosh, if I was that dude, I'm not, I would not, nope. Absolutely no contact with anybody. Um, although I have a conscience and it sounds like he doesn't. He claimed that if, quote, Jesus let him live freely, there must be a reason, and that basically he had no intention of turning himself in. Oh my gosh. Bad reasoning, man. Bad reasoning. Anyway, I pleaded with him to give these families some sort of closure by turning himself in. He stopped answering eventually, and I turned the messages in to the DA. I thought maybe they could trace his IP address or something. Three years after the tragic death of Martin and the attempted murder of the baby, the babysitter, um... Robert was found in Mexico and extradited back to Texas. He was sentenced to 50 years, I believe, for murder and attempted murder. So, yeah, that's the story of how I dated a murderer. That was the um, the title of the story. It was my murderer boyfriend or something. I often feel truly blessed to have not gone through more than what 
more than I did with him. More often, though, I feel guilty for allowing his behavior and for threatening my dad so he didn't turn him in. I don't know that I would have changed it would have changed anything, but it's a hard pill to swallow when I feel I may have been able to do something. Wow. So that story, it's very, very sad. It's very, it's just really, it just, it makes me sad that someone that you, you can place a part of yourself with someone and then for them to turn out to be that. That's just, it's painful and it's really, really sad. But thank you so much for um, sending that in. Um, I'm kind of conflicted about saying the person's name because I know them and I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they would want it to be the, like their story or what, but, um, yeah, thank you so much for sending that. I really, really appreciate it. And I think it's just a lesson in, I don't know, go with your gut, even if you're scared. Um, also don't let yourself feel guilty about what you've done in the past, especially when you were young. You said you met him when you were 14. Um, you left when you're 18. That's still extremely young, 18 or 19, 21. Yeah. You got back with him and then yeah. Um, anyway, I'm getting on the ages mixed up, but, um, it's still super young, you know? Um, and don't feel, don't feel guilty about yourself. You did what you thought was right. You know, it seems like you're a very compassionate person. So anyway, uh, thank you for sending that in. Okay. So the next story I'm going to tell is a story from my life and, um, it kind of has to do with relationships and like non-relationships and feelings and all that. So let's just get into it. So one time I was at this party and, um, I had been friends with this guy for a while and we had gone through a little bit of, I wouldn't call it drama, at least not on my end, um, shade, but yes, (laughs) I don't feel like I was dramatic, whatever. Um, But anyway, we had gone through a rough patch, and we weren't exactly friends anymore, but um, it was kind of, at least for me, I felt like it was intense when we were friends, because I had a crush on him, and I was, like, super, I don't know, like, attentive to him, Um, and I was, you know, everything he did or didn't do was, like, magnified because I cared so much and um, that's a lesson in itself not to care so much what people think um, and not to care so much about what people do and it's nothing to do with you but anyway whatever so um, I was at this party and this party was full of like people he and I were friends with and he wasn't there at that point um, he, he wasn't at the party um, but a lot of his friends were, I think even maybe some of his people he was related to were. So, um, it was just whatever. And so we were doing basically like this, like people were singing, dancing, whatever, um, just putting on skits, everything. So, um, there was a guitar and I used to write songs. This was in high school, by the way. Um, yeah, it was high school. (laughs) Um, this story is funny. So it's funny to think what I do in high school, whatever. Um, And so I picked up this guitar and I was like, hey, I want to sing a song. So I sang a song. The song ended up being about the dude. And for some reason, I was all like, hey, 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 revenge. Like, I'll sing a song about you in front of all your friends and they won't even know. Um, (laughs) But looking back, the song was extremely complimentary. It wasn't even complimentary of him. It was complimentary of our relationship. It was basically I had written something about – 
that I wasn't sure if it was a good or bad thing, but I knew that it was something real. And so it was really like, I still believe that. I still think that what I went through, like, I know that sounds like weird because I didn't necessarily go through anything with this guy, but what I experienced with this guy was real. Even if it was a good thing or a bad thing for me, I'm still not sure. I think it was just a thing. I think it was a a lesson, a life lesson. Um, so I guess it was a good thing. But as far as being a good relationship, I don't know that it necessarily was. But um, anyway, that's basically what the song was saying was, you know, I know that it was real. And I know that um, I don't know if it was good for me in the long run. But at the same time, I, I, I felt something really real that I will always be able to learn from. Um, like from now on. And so the song was extremely positive and um it it acknowledged that there were some things that I don't know we just kind of seemed to be phasing out of our relationship and it was scary but it was also like me kind of saying goodbye whatever I need to stop talking about the song but anyway the song wasn't one of these scathing like you were a jerk and you were ugly and blah 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 um type of songs that I used to write as well um not about him necessarily but about everybody else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> About just different people and putting myself in different situations that I wasn't actually a part of and just seeing how I react in song form. But um, so the song was not one of those. And so looking back, I'm kind of like, why did you think this is revenge? This isn't revenge. This is you singing a song and whatever. But I just, I love the idea that they had no clue who it was about. And it was like all his friends and like all these people I was friends with. And I just, I still laugh about it because I'm like, whoa, you had guts to just get up there and sing the song and just be like, woohoo, you know, um, I'm going to sing this. And then inside be like, I don't know that I took the risk of someone finding out it was about him when like because I I there's still some things that I don't podcast about because I don't want people listening and and thinking oh like if I were to ever insult someone indirectly in a podcast say I met this person and they were rude or something and then for someone to listen and be like I know exactly who that is and how dare you you know um I never talk about something that I think people will risk or that I would risk someone finding out exactly what I'm talking about um because I am a really, I am private. I I like to have a private life and I like to have private emotions that I don't necessarily showcase to the entire world. But it's just really funny that during high school, I just went up there and was like, woo, I'm going to sing the song in front of all your friends, even though it speaks kind of like well of the experience I had. So it <laughs> um, wasn't as all revengeful as I thought, but it was still really satisfying. <laughs> 